Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot where the conversations are pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Did you bring your thinking caps? Because it's time to put them on. Because the conversation starts now. So, welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You're at the spot, the place, the location, the destination, where the conversations are pointed and the guests are sharp and the responses are never dull. And today we have Irina Shehofasov. Did I say that correctly? Yes, you did. Hey, I get to ring my bell. You know, names can be challenging. So we're going to talk to her about a multitude of things, but one that is very near and dear to my heart is parenting. You know what, Brains, when they came out of the womb, I sure wish somebody had to put an instruction with them. (laughs) But children are all so unique. Parenting styles are so unique. I've had uh, parents on the show that believe in unschooling, unruling, just letting their kids just grow up any old kind of way. Then I've got the extremists that are strong disciplinarians. Uh, We've got the millennials that have a mind of their own, a different communication style. So Irene is really continuously evolving and growing in this space and trying to help us, Joe Parent, navigate our way so that we can have a healthy, happy, cohesive relationship with our children. And I thank you. Uh, really from the bottom of my heart for taking the time to do that because, girl, it's work. So tell us a little bit about how you got in this space. Then we're going to talk about the podcast, we're going to talk about the book, and we're going to find out some fun facts. So welcome her to the edge. How are you, Irina? I am wonderful. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. There in New York. What part of New York are you in? I'm out on Long Island. Oh, wow. So you can look right out your window and see that old Statue of Liberty, huh? <laughs> that's, that's on the other side. That's in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Good. I've, I've been there on that boat ride. Oh. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about you, your story, and how you show up in the world. Sure. So I became a single parent myself uh, back eight years ago, and I was living uh, with a broken in a broken state because I thought I was not enough. I was uh, not perfect. Uh, like what was wrong with me? I was living like that for about a year, uh, waiting for something on outside of me to change. But of course, nothing would. It was up to me to pick up the pieces of my broken self and embarked on the journey of personal development and growth and uh, started learning. Uh, by listening to podcasts, reading personal development books, attending seminars. And the first thing that happened for me, uh, that point where I decided that this is not working, after I dropped off kids one to one place and another into a nursery and uh, running to catch the train to work and missing the train by a minute, I started sobbing and crying and wondering, is this what life all about? Constantly rushing to the next destination. Started sobbing? Yeah, yes, because I missed my train by a minute and it was the continuous rush of every day morning. It wasn't the first time. 
it was constantly uh, rushing, catching the train, dropping kids off, catching the train, constantly rushing. So it's like, you know how they say it was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. That I started started asking, like, what, what is the point? Where are we running to anyway? Are we running to a death? Are we running to... What is the point? Right, right. Is right. life all about and ticking off boxes and not being present because I wasn't present. I was there uh, physically, but my mind was somewhere else. I wasn't, if you were to recall, when my kids, my first kid was started walking and uttering their first word, I remember vividly because it was emotionally and physically there. And with my son, my second kid, yeah, it happened, but it didn't even register. It kind of flew by. I felt like I was living someone else's life. And I realized there is no way to live like that. There is a better way. I didn't know what that way was because I was defining for myself what is normal look like. Because everywhere I looked, I saw complete families. My husband, wife, kids, at least on the outside, everything looks fine and good. And right, here right. I was this weird. <laughs> right, and, right. and right now it's very common like there are more single parents out there now but when i became a single parent i didn't have any kind of support in terms of other single parents now uh, or let, me, people. let me ask a question though are you uh were you born here in the united states where were you born no i was born in the soviet union okay so in the soviet union i'm sure that a lot of things are different but what is the family unit like there? Is it, you know, is the father still the provider? The mother's the homemaker? Is it a duality of responsibilities? What does that frame like look like in the UK, uh, in the uh, Soviet Union or former Soviet Union? Yeah, uh, you know, it, uh, different situations, but most of the time it's both providers. It's not mom is the homemaker. It's depending on the financial situation of a family. They decide how they want to carry on their affairs. So in my family, both parents were working and it was all together. Because, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, some cultures are where the, the male is the primary breadwinner and then the female is the homemaker. But I guess all over the world now you need dual incomes. Yeah. How, how are women looked at? as far as uh, economic structure and the workforce? Are they uh, in corporate CEO positions? Are they in more middle management, you know, uh, start positions? You can find in, in any uh, position throughout, but high cold as we grow, I think as we see in corporate world, a lot of times women are like hit the glass ceiling and they cannot move forward. Mm -hmm. And we see it, called it is easing up now, but back then I think it's a similar kind of situation all across the world, mm -hmm. uh, not, not specific to a particular country. I mean, so, and I like to that. I love yeah. to travel, but I like to understand the cultural nuances because there's something to learn there and there's something that we don't know. So now you're transplanted to the United States. And I'm sure that's a bit of a culture shock. 
especially New York City. I mean, you know, everybody's going everywhere. It's a big melting pot. Everybody's speaking different languages. They're moving so fast. There's expectations. And here you are missing the train and end up being a single parent. So I know that that could be a lot on you. How do you think that your children, do you think that they were aware of what you were going through or were they just too young and just still kind of going through the motions? Yes, so the the little one was three months old. The other one was five years old. And I don't know if if it was registering because they're still so young. Now they are more of, you know, one is eight, the other one is 13 and they're more aware of what's going on. But yeah, back then I don't I don't think they they understood or they knew. I'm sure for my daughters probably was difficult because as uh, as the little one was born, my attention shifted to the little one and right. she lost that connection with her dad. Uh, not, not him not being present every single day in her life right. and right. me right. shifting to the little kid to the little one while you know I felt like. You know, sometimes when you go through that, you just, again, like you say, you're drained, you're depleted. You know, you feel that there's no self-worth, there's no value. What am I doing all this for? What was your aha moment? What was your awakening that just brought you to the point that said, you know what? I need a change. The missing of the train was the aha moment. (laughs) I get it. I get it. Sometimes it's the simplest things that just kind of hit you over the head and yeah. so you started this personal development and personal growth all of that um what were some of the things that you ventured into you know like i said you started reading books and you said listening to podcasts what kind of podcast did you listen to uh, well, personal development like tony robbins uh, mel robbins uh, then brandon bouchard okay, okay. right those are uh, those are the winners Absolutely, because I've walked on fire with Tony Robbins, honey. I only had to do it one time. Now I don't need to do it again. <laughs> but I did it. But you know what? It's again building that momentum, building that courage. What would you say to a woman that's stuck right now? To to recognize where you are, if something is not working, to to re- recognize that you you have the internal power within you to figure it out, but also to be great, to practice gratitude and mm-hmm. forgiveness. Right. Because I tell people all the time, gratitude is latitude and it will raise your attitude. Definitely. You know, be, being grateful for everything. I just posted one of your uh, dynamite videos. I think you have an eight week session that you are encouraging people. And number six was to gain more energy and take more um more uh respect for your day-to-day to gain more energy and yeah. you gave some great tips by starting the day before and i do that i've been having conversations with myself about how i process information how i receive information good bad or indifferent mm-hmm. but it's all about how you process it so again at the end of the day i end that day with gratitude, thanking, you know, the universe, God, my neighbors, just for what they've done for me and creating that space to shut it down, to make your bedroom a peaceful place, 
to make it a place where, again, the blue light, because I'm bad about that girl, the, the, the phone will ring. I got clients all over the world and I'm looking and I wake up and I scroll, but it affects your circadian rhythm. You are not allowing your body to shut down. You gave great suggestions on how to um, uh, stop eating a few hours before to allow your body to get into that process to digest the food. That's your circadian rhythm. But then also having that neuro-linguistic programming, having that conversation in your mind about the next day. Mm-hmm. And you say this is your daily ritual? I love that. That's amazing. It's amazing. Tell us some of the tips that you want us to incorporate as we shut it down today. How do we start tomorrow and what do we go through tomorrow? So every day be- begins the night before, as you mentioned all those things. And uh, because you set that intention and imagine yourself if you are a computer and you have constantly a lot of websites open and you need to clean out the cache, think of your ending of the days like you're cleaning out your cache registers, you're cleaning out your headspace, you're cleaning out your body. That's why we want to allow that a little time before sleep, two hours, three hours, stop eating, you know, sleep away from your phone so you don't scroll. And in the morning when you wake up, as soon as your feet hit the floor, say three things you're grateful for. And don't just blubber them with the mouth, but actually feel them in your body. See, hear it, feel it in in all your body. And the wonderful thing you're going to notice, because you focus your attention on something positive, there are going to be more things that are going to pop into your head. Oh, I have this going good and this going good. (laughs) So that's in the morning. And then wake your body up we need to wake up our mind and we need to wake up our body by feeding good thoughts positive messages setting the intention in the morning so that's why we don't want to scroll in the morning we don't want to reply to emails we want to first set our intention for the day what do we want to create today what is it today all about for us and throughout the day how do you practice being present have those little pauses throughout the day where you stop doing whatever you're doing and focus on something good. Uh, a good I- idea is to set reminders on your phone. When, and- you're, when you're allowed to use it, right? <laughs> you have a time window. Well, and some other things that I've incorporated, because again, you got on us about sitting here at this device. Yeah. It was so bad for me that my ankles went from ankles to cankles. Oh, wow. Because they started swelling. And I, you know, I was going to my doctor and she says, are you getting up moving? No, I'm ingrained for an hour, two hours. And then I have to tell myself, you know what, April, get up, move around. So now what I do is I pretend I'm in a, ooh, saying the word corporate setting. (laughs) But I get up, you know, of course I get my shower. You need to shower every day, brains. Don't get comfortable where you don't shower. I walk to my desk, I turn it on, I greet it, I you know clean my desk off so that I have working space, but then also I give myself that 15-minute break. Yeah. You incorporated more 15-minute breaks, and I think that I'm going to do that. I'm going to have to. And at lunchtime, I go for that 30-minute walk, and I go away from my desk, and I have a nice little lunch. See, I can have an hour and a half lunch because I work for myself. Yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, and then five o'clock or six o'clock, I shut it down. I might have to turn it back on because I got international clients, but there is a time that I shut it down. I don't care what's going on. It cannot be that important. It can't be more important than myself. I dedicate that little love time to Mr. Magnificent. I prepare us a nice meal, you know, because that's very important. If you have a mate 
brings you need to engage with your mate baby how was your day you know what what's going on have some conversation have conversation with the little people how was your day what do you think what and this is what mommy went through today you know teach them gratitude at an early age so i get all of that so those are super great uh, suggestions and things that I am definitely going to incorporate in my life. Talk to the single parent right now, though, because again, if that person doesn't have someone to co-parent with them, it's extra rough. You've gotten off that train. You have to make dinner. You've got to get the kids back home. You've got to give them a bath, and then you got to manage self-care. What do you say to that man or woman that's a single parent right now that's struggling? They have to set aside time for themselves, whether in the morning or time to fill their canister, to fill their battery, you know, like Energizer Bunny going all, all the time. Mm-hmm. We got to charge our batteries, whether in the morning and it's time away from your kids. This is something you do before you take care of kids, before you do all the responsibilities that you have to do. You got to set aside time. And this is what I do for myself. This is how I charge my battery. I know it's not for everybody, but I wake up at 4.30 a.m. I trained myself yeah. to, to walk, to meditate, to journal, to have time for me because this gives me energy. This allows me then to take on the day, to be present, to be alive, to not you know, scream at kids, to not be reactive or get triggered immediately because I took that time away in the morning. And throughout the day, having those little micro breaks I recommend to people practicing 10 minutes of joy every day. Do something that sets your soul on fire every day. Or if schedule allows, do more of it. But it's something to look forward to. Uh, something that you is going to be like your pick-me-up throughout the day. That makes perfect sense. Uh, to find joy. To find joy that someone didn't cut you off in traffic. Or you thought of a new recipe. Or you got a phone call or an email from a friend. Um, or you looked in your looked in the mirror and just smiled at yourself, you know, laughed at yourself for a minute because those things actually bring you joy. I did uh, one of those laugh yoga courses. Mm-hmm. I thought it was hooky at first, girl. I was, number one, I was exhausted because I really worked my abdomen, and you can laugh at nothing at all. You can just start laughing. Like people start crying or start complaining or whining. You can laugh. So there is joy. There's also joy in the pages of the books that you have contributed to. Tell us a little bit about your writing and your writing experience. Sure. So writing came about this year. I was published two books, Sacred wow. Surrender and Revolutionary Leaders. Okay, wait, wait, hold on. I want to give you a full picture there. Okay, so now Sacred, Sacred Surrender. Oh, Sacred Surrender. I couldn't see that in there. And then the other one is? Revolutionary Leaders. Revolutionary Leaders. Now, are these anthologies or these are your your complete compilations? Anthologies. So it's, okay. it's other authors. So how did you get selected and, and what was your, uh, your process for selecting them? Because, you know, a lot of times I, I get a lot of opportunities to be in anthologies. But you have to be selective and make sure that the group of people that you're collaborating with is in alignment with your values and your message. What was your process? Sure. Uh, so I was invited to participate in those books. Oh, wow. Uh, I, and uh, we connected with the lady who is the publisher, Divine Destiny Publishing, and we resonated 
with her she is also a single parent and yeah. we share similar values and the connection came from a good place uh, kind of if you if you were to map your journey uh, it would, would look probably like a, a map of, of a of a star you know when you connect with a person and that person led you to another connection to another connection absolutely, absolutely. you absolutely. can have like a constellation that uh, brought you to where you are so I dreamt uh, those days when I started um, taking my walks, I was thinking how I would want to live my life. And one of them was writing books and I kind of forgotten about it. And this year it came to be, it came to realize I started writing and uh, I'm now enjoying that process. Well, <laughs> oh. uh, we are going to enjoy the process and hear a little bit about your writing and um, the process and your contribution to the anthology. So give us a little introduction into that, Brains. So this is an excerpt from Revolutionary Leaders and the title is Once I Was Lost and Now I'm Found. Be a beneficial presence on the planet. Give your gifts. Boldly go where no woman or no man has ever gone before. Michael Beckwith. Revolutionary leader is a conscious, limitless bringer of light. The kind that turns things around, questions everything, finds new ways of being and doing, shares them with the others to bring hope, is a light in the dark places. Who am I? The question we often ask ourselves. If we are to remove the labels of mom, dad, daughter, son, accountant, lawyer, baker, writer, healer, what is left? What parts and pieces make you who you are? We are all part of a whole. We are all one. Through the assignment of labels, we tend to forget that. We are all creators in our own right. We come to experience life. We create the circumstances that let us experience the good, the bad, and the ugly. We wouldn't know what hot is if we didn't experience the cold. The experiences we create shape our reality. Every choice we make is based on love or fear. There are many times in life when we are presented with circumstances, we might think not of our choosing. Have you ever had a feeling that you are living someone else's life? Yet we create our reality with our thoughts. Anything that you observe in a physical form was once a thought. From the car you drive, to the food you consume, to the life you experience. Who am I today is not who I was five years ago. As we evolve to the next level of being, the quality of our thoughts shifts and changes. Every new day is a new beginning, inviting a new way of being and living. What great choices will you make today? What good questions will you ask yourself? Whenever in doubt, ask, what would love do? In any given situation, there is a choice you make. Ask yourself, what would a higher version of me do in this regard? And then honor that choice by acting upon it. Do you want to keep going? That, that, no, no, that was, uh, that, that was a... Uh, a lot to take in and unpack and it was very clear uh and it was very powerful thank you that lets me know that you've done the deep dive that you've asked yourself those questions and that you found the answer yeah. because a lot of times people don't even bother to ask the question they just continuously go in motion i call them mechanical animals they never, yeah, they, they never embrace what's really going on. They never grease their wheels. They never slow down. And then one day they crash and burn. They turn to destructive behaviors. 
again, they're mean to their children. Brains, don't be mean to your kids. Don't be hollering and cussing at them. Kids are kids. <laughs> but then, too, who are you a kid to? You know, are you loving on yourself? Are you taking that, that time to do the deep dive? I love how you ask the question, um, you know, just really about self-evaluation. You will never... Uh, know the cold unless you felt the heat or vice versa. You you know, once you felt the heat, you don't know what it feels to be cool. Some people never know what it is to be loved. Yes. They don't know what loves. I had a person on here that talked about happiness. How about contentment? Just level it out because happiness is like a drug. You're always chasing that high. You know, what's the next thing that's going to make me happy instead of just being happy in the skin that you're in. So you're not only in skin, you're in our ears. We got a podcast. Tell us about that podcast. What are you talking about? Sure. So podcast was born out of inspiration. It started two years, two and a half years ago. It's called Single Parent Success Stories. And on the podcast, I interview past and present single parents, as well as experts to help navigate the post-divorce journey. So I had people from all over the world come share their story, their message. Because when I became a single parent, I was there. I wish there was a resource like that to kind of say how things are going to work out as I was still living in that uh, foggy place where I didn't know how to continue. So that's how podcast was born. It's been incredible. I've uh, spoken with people all over the world and amazing stories. But the key message for single parents is self-love. Practice self-love. Mm -hmm. And don't judge yourself because we are so harsh on ourselves. Mm -hmm. We are our own judge, our own cheerleader, and our own executioner in one. Exactly. So be your own cheerleader. And you know what? Uh, learn uh, how to be mature. That co-parenting, that is some parents are completely exiled and extracted from their kid's life. There's other times you're going to have to deal with the other parent. Know that the first person normally that a girl falls in love with is her father. The first woman that a young man falls in love with is his mother. So you want to be good examples of that. But also, it's hard being a single parent because you want to be loved too. And introducing different people to your children, you know, understanding and respecting their perspectives. Now, I have seen some people that are so enamored with just trying to get groped up, felt up, loved up, that they totally neglect how their child are feeling. And children are like animals. They smell a predator. They smell danger. And if they don't like it, listen to what they say, because now it's a package deal. You know, and it's, it's hard. I get it. But there's somebody for everybody. And if that person is not for you, that's okay. Go ahead and move on. But you definitely have to, you know, have a tender ear and take that into consideration. So let's talk about some fun things. Irina, what's your okay. best meal? What's the best thing that you can cook? Hmm. I don't know. I'm very adventurous. Really? <laughs> okay. You like uh, spicy food? You like... Uh, no spicy. Not, no not spicy. spicy food? Not spicy. Okay. 
How is the food in Russia? Some people say that it's not as spicy. It's a little bit more bland than uh, in America. Because I know in New York, you've got a little bit of everything. Yeah, so so it's in Soviet Union, you got a little bit of everything. Yeah. Different nationalities, different history, culture uh, from all the people. So I'm I'm from uh, kind of close to Middle East, in the south of the Soviet Union. Okay. So the the food is very tasty, delicious, mm -hmm. a lot of spices. Not spicy in terms of like it's hot, but it's spicy to create your flavor yes yeah oh that's good if you were an appliance in the kitchen what appliance would you be <laughs> if i'm an, an appliance in the kitchen a vitamix you know i hear I'll so be a vitamix. many people say that they would be a vitamix why would you be a vitamix because it's versatile and you can do many things there. You can cook, you can make a smoothie, you can make a salad, you can do anything you want. Absolutely, absolutely. I think I'd be the refrigerator. I just want to chill. <laughs> What's your favorite flower? Probably a rose. A rose? Yes. Why? Uh, it has beautiful smell. Another favorite is sunflower. I like oh. to paint. Uh, when I paint, I do sunflowers. Yeah. I was yes. going to add, that was my next question. What is your uh, extraordinary gift? So you like to paint? Well, I like to paint. I like to sing. I like to learn like foreign languages. Uh, I like to create. Yeah. Design things uh, like podcasting, yeah. writing. New discovered gifts, but singing was a, a result of me my recovery after break. It allowed me to open up my voice. It allowed me to speak what I couldn't sing, what I couldn't speak. It's been incredible. Well, you have a beautiful command of the English language. You actually do. You, you absolutely do. Uh, what kind of songs do you sing? What genres? Anything except heavy metal and hip hop. Uh, okay, well, yeah, I know. I like a little. I like hip hop. I like a little gangster rap, but I love country western. Do you like country western music? Some, some I don't know any by heart, but if I uh, yeah. oh yeah, it's good. So, do you go to the karaoke bar and and sing, or do you have a band? No, no band. Uh, I think there is an app called Smule. It's like a karaoke in, on your phone. Oh, I think my cousin does that too. Where they kind of give you the, the the music in the background and then the words and then you do oh okay well i'm gonna have to check you out are you on youtube i am on the youtube too okay well i'm gonna go in there and i'm gonna check you out brains i'm gonna share with you i want to hear it get down i really do I, I really do we've been to other countries and i tell you we went to japan and they sing michael jackson and whitney houston michael jackson and whitney houston could go sit down because they can get down they don't speak a lick of, lick of english but they can and gospel music they can really really have an appreciation for that so that's good what are you teaching your children about love and life and and their contribution to society well, right now I'm I'm teaching them to follow their dreams. I hope I, I'm setting a good example for them to follow their dreams and don't give up. Uh, That's taking good. taking care of their health. Another day, like I started feeling uh, like coughing, and my son is like saying, 
you're not you're not supposed to be sick you take good care of your body right right <laughs> you just like said it like that i was like really what was this yeah well you know what and my daughter told me when she was about seven or eight years old she said mommy i watch every single thing you do and it really made me nervous because mm -hmm. now i'm you know i'm held accountable for my actions and for my my reactions and what i do if you had three wishes, what would they be? Wishes for for what? In general? What? Yeah, in general. Well, I recently learned of a good uh, thing called life book. I would I wish for children as early as seven years old would have it in their school curriculum. It's a, how to design your life in different categories. Oh yeah, I had a guest on my show that talked about life books for adults, and she said that it she was really in a dark place, and she said that it really changed her life. So that's a good one. What's yeah. the other two? The other two, you know how uh, when we are kids, we go and we study, we have our kind of education system, and we have lessons. I wish there was something like that for adults, where they get to discover who they want to be. Uh, because sometimes at the end of high school, you don't know who you're going to be. So having some kind of a school like that. that and my other wish, my, my 10 year dream, I have a dream of creating a Reclaim Your Life Center where people who lost open life can go and rejuvenate themselves by addressing their physical, emotional, mental, spiritual health by having on site things like uh, hobbies like painting or singing or baking so they can fix or heal whatever is not working and also practice their good deeds discover their hobbies and follow their dreams in the end after they're done that's, well, that's the, the dream i have well you know what that sounds like a manifestation you can make that happen you can and brains anybody out there that's got some space in long island um, that needs really girl, I put the call out to people. You'd be surprised. Um, that needs to really kind of rejuvenate themselves, or you just have a big space and you don't know what to do with it. Irina knows what to do with it. Okay, it could change your life helping other people. You know, I help the, the overlooked and underserved, the, uh, the homeless, and it does me so much joy. It gives me so much joy because I was just in Europe, I saw five homeless people. Five, and I traveled to three countries and 10 cities. And here I can go over to the grocery store and see a tent city anywhere in America. So again, brains, you know, each one must teach one. We have to be our brother and sister's keeper. We have to love, but we can't love anybody else until we truly learn how to reclaim our own life and love ourselves. Thank you, amazing guests. Please tell my brains how to get in contact with you, purchase a copy of your book, or tune into your podcast. Sure. So I'm available on Facebook. It's Irina Shehovtso. On Instagram, it's re.claimyourlife. On YouTube, it's Happiness Academy with Irina. A podcast you can find on any uh, platform where you listen to your podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple, Google, Breaker, and so on. Uh, books are available on Amazon. I'm going to share a link with you where you can purchase them. Um, and my website is irinashehovtsov.com. 
Well, thank you again for being here. Brains, we need you to love, like, share, and subscribe. Love, like, share, and subscribe. Right here, right there. All the information that you need to live a happy, healthy, balanced life. We're working, you know, 24-7 to provide it. Thank you so much, Irina. Tell your kids I said hi. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, Brains.